All right, welcome everybody to the HHS Healthcare Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about how EVS can impact the patient experience in the acute care hospital. I am your host, Bobby Floyd, CEO of HHS Healthcare Division. Uh, we support over 400 acute care facilities across the United States and South America. And uh, EVS is where I actually started my career with HHS. And today I'm joined by with Oakley Smith, our Vice President of Patient Experience. How are you doing, Oakley? Doing wonderful. How are you, Bobby? Great. Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is how to create a culture within the EVS department that's patient-centered and, and working towards providing excellent patient care. So uh, in your experience, what, what types of things do you see um, that are best practices? Well, I think it's important for any of our hospital partners to take a step back and before we really focus on the metric and scores themselves, focus on the culture that we are creating within our facility. Um, so our team members, you know, are they educated on what the patient experience is all about? Um, do they know how the HCAP survey process works and what the question is even being asked to the patient? Um, do they know how the scoring works? Um, do they know these best practices before we expect them really to practice them out in the field? and then yeah. have scores change as a result, right? Yeah. Um, so I think really um, focusing on changing your culture is where we need to step back to um, before we focus on the score change. Um, so ways you can really change your culture to be patient-focused and really patient-centered within our teams um, are really changing your words, I'd say, to change your world. Mm -hmm. um, I see out in the field that a lot of folks will say um, our HCAP scores today are, or your aid it is this. Um, really, instead of saying our HCAP scores, let's say our patient experience scores. Mm -hmm. um, rather than saying aid it, let's talk about effective communication with our patients. Sure. So rather than relying on an acronym um, and beating it to death, really, you know, to have no really connection to purpose around it. Sure. Um, let's change our words to be, again, patient-centered. Well, I think tying that, like you said, I mean, the purpose is probably one of the biggest things is getting the, the frontline staff members to understand how critical their role is to the healing process and that, you know, a clean and safe environment is critical for a patient to be able to recover from whatever's ail ailing them. And they, EVS workers have a, a huge part in that. And it's, 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 very common for those staff members to not necessarily be connected to that purpose. And, and maybe we take for granted sometimes that everybody understands what that role is instead of slowing down and taking the time to really explain that. I agree. Um, connecting to the why is absolutely essential when you're talking about culture change. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I say out in the field a lot is talking to our housekeepers, even our floor techs. Um, they are providing patient care just as much as a doctor or a nurse would. It's just in a different way. Yeah. Um, so again, connecting, like you said, to the why of I'm here for the patient. Um, I'm boots on the ground preventing infection for them. Um, I'm wiping this bed rail to make sure that the germs don't touch the new mama and her baby. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we want to team members to focus on, not that just we're putting a cart together, that we're, you know, using rags and mops. Um, it's about the why of what we're doing with them. Yeah. Now, once you've, once you've established that and you've gotten team members bought into why it is we're doing what we're doing, mm -hmm. what types of things do you do to reinforce the behaviors that you'd like to see and incentivize team members to, to do the things that we're asking them to do? 
Absolutely. So once we really connect them to the why, um, I like to train them on how to, again, effectively communicate um, and clean from the patient's eye view. Um, and once we really have found success with uh, that training and people are performing um, at a great level out in the field, we like to reward and recognize them with um, certain incentives like uh, gift cards. Um, we have uh, certain dinners we bring out our team members out to with their significant others. We take them out for a night on the town. Um, and these team members go back to the facility and are just um, absolutely fired up about telling everybody what um, we did for them to yeah. reward their hard work for the patient. And, and I've seen you make a really big deal about times when patients provide direct feedback that's positive about an experience they had with one of our team members mm -hmm. and really celebrate that and get the message out and recognize that person in front of their peers to, to really reinforce that that's, that's the level of care that we'd like to see from the EVS team, right? Absolutely. Um, and one area we do that the best in, I think, is via team meetings. So I'm huge on shift huddles. Shift huddles and monthly in-services, which are our core building block, right, of what we do. Um, changing the culture to be patient-centered starts at the team meeting. It starts right when the people walk through the door, they clock in, they gather in the room, and they're ready to hear what their leader has to say. And if that leader is focused on providing care for our patients with what we do, um, our team members are going to resonate with that and right. take it out in the field. And if they're upbeat and they're making it fun and exciting and getting people, you know, really excited about what, what we're doing today, because it is ex an exciting task, um, is getting people fired up before they walk out that door and making that meeting fun and engaging and interactive is really key versus somebody standing up in front of the room and, and reading off of a script or talking about, you know, what, 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 uh, it, what's been on their mind this morning or what it, deficiencies they've seen over the past 24 hours. Absolutely. In those team meetings, I tell our leaders all the time, um, speak to the what of what we're trying to talk about and why we're talking about it. Sure. Um, so introduce those concepts, but ultimately engage the team to discuss them and buy in and talk about them. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking on culture change, it doesn't just come from the leader, although it has to start there. Um, it has to build within the team and they have to buy into that mission. I mean, one way to do that is learning from their peers, you know, about connections to purpose or what they did to make an impact for that patient that day. Um, so it can be critical for those team members to speak to what they do as well. Yeah. And it absolutely is paramount to establish that culture within the EVS department. And first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about, you know, once you've built that foundation and you feel like that that message and that mission is well established in the EVS department. Let's talk a little bit about how you bring that outside of the EVS department and you build that level of partnership with the nursing leaders. Because as you and I both know, um, the environmental services department cannot do it all by themselves, just like nursing department cannot do it all by themselves. And so it requires the two to work very closely with one another and to be aligned in, in what the mission is. Talk a little bit to me about what steps you've taken and in, in your experience that have worked um, to help build that relationship and open those lines of communication. Sure, absolutely. Um, so it's like you said, um, it takes a, a village, I say all the time, um, really to enhance the patient ex experience. Um, and especially related to cleanliness, that partnership is essential. Um, I go out in the field all the time and um, thankfully hear from a lot of people that cleanliness is everyone's job. That really resonates with me. Um, and I agree wholeheartedly, again, if you're trying to build that culture change. Sure, sure. Um, one way we do that um, in partnering with our nursing teams um, is to really collaboratively round with them. Um, so our our leaders ultimately should be meeting up on the floors with our nurse leaders um, and then 
sitting across the table one-on-one like you and I are talking about what can I do to support you? What can you do to support our team? And then ultimately, what can we both do to support the patient, right? Um, And their perception of cleanliness and keeping them in a clean and safe environment collaboratively. Sure. Um, So beyond the one-on-one kind of introductory meeting on action items and um, what to discuss, rounding up on the floors is paramount. Um, Getting both leaders' eyes on the actual patient environment um, is essential to see what the patient sees, um, how our nursing partners are handling cleanliness, how our EVS team members are handling cleanliness, and then how we can both, again, partner to find success. Yeah, and I think documenting those rounds, and I think especially early on when we're really trying to build the foundation for that partnership, I think having um, documenting those rounds so that we have action points that we can follow up on and, mm-hmm. and you meet at some set frequency. And let's say it's early on, maybe it's every week or maybe it's every two weeks mm-hmm. is you bring those notes back from the previous meeting and say, here are the things that, that I heard from you that we needed to work on as a department and that you needed our help with. And here's the things that we've done mm-hmm. uh, since that time um, to help bridge that gap. And that can be really important early on to get some of those wins um, between the EVS department and nursing. And they start start building some credibility with one another and saying, you know what, this, this department is really here to support us and they're here to support the patients and we can work with this team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to get some of those, those wins um, early on. And you, know, you, you said one thing and I about the importance of nursing and, and, and the relationship with EVS that I always harp on when I speak with, with our managers and with our team members is the HCAPS question itself isn't really about quality as much as that it's about consistency. It's how often did something happen. Mm-hmm. And so in order for it to the environment to be always kept clean, it requires everybody's effort. It can't just be one department because, quite frankly, they don't spend enough time um, they're uh, in the room each day. And so 24-hour day, you have multiple shifts, multiple departments. So it really is a team effort to make sure that the environment is constantly kept clean. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Last thing I want to talk about today is is engagement directly with the patients. I know that that's something, I think your first role with HHS was um, a patient advocate where that was your primary responsibility was to go out and visit with patients throughout the day and get their feedback on how the EVS department was doing and actually how the dietary department was doing as well. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have a lot of experience. I have a lot of experience from my EVS management days of speaking with patients, interacting with them and gathering their feedback. But I would tell you, I don't think anybody does it better than you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so why don't you share a little bit about your your best practices? Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, Really, when you're talking about patient engagement um, with our leadership team, I focus on quantity and quality of rounds. Quantity because we have to do the rounds, right? And we should set attainable goals um, in order to to see the majority of our patient population. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, gather their feedback, right? Um, Feedback is a gift. um, And the more we can gather about how to improve our operation, the better off we're going to be, not just as our team, but also um, from the partnership we build. Um, and also, you know, how we provide our services to our patients. Um, So the quantity piece is extremely important, but even more so um, is the quality piece. Um, So really how you're going to find quality in patient rounding is via asking open-ended questions. So there are four questions I ask out in the field. I call them the big four. Um, So the first question I ask is, how was your experience with our housekeeping team? Mm. Um, What what were you able to observe your housekeeper cleaning while she or he was in the room? Um, What, uh, or excuse me, 
me, how was your housekeeper while he or she cleaned your room? And that question mainly uh, promotes the patient to speak to the communication ability and the interaction. Sure. Um, and then the last question is, what, if anything, um, could our housekeeping team do better uh, to enhance your experience? Great. Um, when you ask those four questions, and mainly when you ask open-ended questions, um, a patient can't yes or no you out of the room, right? They have to speak um, to their voice and their perception of what they saw um, from our clean teams. Um, so they have to tell you their story. Um, and via that story, we can re reward and recognize our team members, right, from positive feedback. Um, or if there's some criticism there, we can take it back to our teams and help our operation be better. Yeah. Um, the goal of the patient round is not to change that patient's perception of um, us always, sometimes, usually, or never being there, right? Um, they probably have that determination already based sure. on the experience we've provided, right? That's why patient rounds and in nature are reactive. However, the way we can be proactive with it is taking that feedback ahead of the next patient's visit and helping our team members to grow, coaching them to success so that we provide a better experience the next time around. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I also think that there's a residual effect to patient rounding is when you gather that feedback is, is yes, taking back the, the, the critical pieces and, and, and changing behavior or changing practices after that, but also taking any positive feedback. Mm -hmm. And so you can take positive feedback that comes directly from a patient and share it with the team and in and, and those daily shift huddles and talk about yesterday I was speaking with a patient on you know med surge and they just went, went out of their way to talk about how Oakley um, really made an impact on their, their stay at the hospital. And that can be really powerful too. And when um, our EVS frontline staff sees management out there interacting with the patients and knows that they're going to be out gathering that feedback, it does add some accountability to mm -hmm. the situation that's very, very healthy. Yes. Um, and then I think another thing too about the quantity and quality too, and I know uh, you've worked a lot with EVS managers around the country, is taking their, their HCAP survey results and really helping them build a plan that's going to help them best utilize their time in mm -hmm. the day. And, and there is a finite amount of time in a day, and there's, there's a lot of other things that man EVS managers are working on every single day. Mm -hmm. So patient rounding is something that's extremely important to make sure you protect. And I think one of the things I've always recommended for people to do is to set aside that time. Take the SpectraLink or the pager or whatever it is that you're carrying around that's pulling you off the floor every five minutes and give it to your lead supervisor or an assistant manager and say, I'm taking this time and I'm dedicating this time to spending with patients and gathering feedback. It'll help you get in a rhythm. It'll help you be in and out of rooms and be able to really get a lot of feedback from patients that you can aggregate and really build a plan around. Mm -hmm. But where I was going was... Um, some of the plans I've seen you you work with managers on is saying, okay, well, where is our survey volume coming from? Which units represent the largest volume of our surveys? And we've heard people call them power units. We've heard them call VIP units. Mm -hmm. No matter what the terminology is, it's a great practice to focus a lot of your rounding in those areas to try to make sure that those places in particular, if any others, if not any others, are hardwired and we have consistent results in those areas. Absolutely. Um, that's the first thing I'll do at a site. Um, I say really 60% of my role is out in the field teaching and educating and, um, you know, really uh, providing tools to the field to enhance that knowledge. But the other 40% is analytics and data, 
driven, you know, time, um, working with our leaders to determine, like you said, those power units, VIP units, where are we going to get the best bang for our buck um, when it comes to uh, streamlining our processes and really putting the aces in the places, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes comes to communication ability, um, time management ability is super important, um, as well as the cleaning ability um, from a patient's eye view, um, putting rags around the room to make sure the patient sees we're not cross-contaminating, I'm explaining to the patient that we use a five-zone system, right, um, to make sure that we're keeping their environment clean and safe. Um, so those are really what, for me, define an so ACE in their place. Service indicators. Absolutely. Um, is a best practice to be able to leave things behind that represent that environmental services has been in the room mm-hmm. and they've disinfected, um, you know, whether that be towel origami, sani strips, blue toilet water presentation, the same things you see at a hotel that when you walk in, you know, this room has been prepared for me. Um, right. Those same type of practices translate very well to, to a healthcare setting. Absolutely. You mentioned it earlier in the podcast that um, it's about the patient always knowing we're there. We know we do these activities, right? We know we're cleaning the room. But the big question with HCAPS is how does the patient know? Um, And service indicators, that's huge, right? The same thing like in a hotel environment, they know you were there, um, always keeping their environment clean. Um, Communicating effectively is another way that they would know that we were always there. Um, We weren't like little mice and scurried in and scurried out and got what we needed to do done right? We made an impact. We actually provided the patient with an experience. Um, When, you know, studies show that around 80 people, hospital staff, more or less come into a patient's room over a three-day stay, um, I tell our team members, how do you be in that, you know, top three out of 80 people? Um, And really that's, again, using our aided or aware models to effectively communicate, um, using service indicators, um, cleaning effectively and with quality, um, and making sure they get to shine that light on every patient every day via time management ability. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, Oakley, thank you. And I I think to summarize what we've been talking about here today is engage with the EVS team, Mm -hmm. engage with nursing, engage with the patient. And if you're focusing on these three areas, um, there's a lot of different things you can throw at it. And over the years, you and I have probably seen as much as anybody of different tactics and different ideas and theories about what drives the scores. But I think to just to simplify it and, and say, what are the things that we've seen have success and the in most of the places that we visited, I think those are the three that that both you and I would agree um, matter the most. Absolutely, because all three of those pillars touch the patient across the continuum of care, um, and that's what the experience is. From the moment they walk in our doors to the minute they get wheeled out to go home, how did we touch them? How did we impact them in a positive way? Um, from our nurses to our doctors to our billing staff, our food nutrition folks, and even our housekeeping team. Yeah. Well, Oakley, thank you again for joining me today. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and share your ideas. I also appreciate the passion you show every single day and driving the patient experience um, out there at the hospitals that we serve. So, And for our, our listeners out there, our viewers out there, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to sign up for our blog. Uh, for additional educational content or follow us on LinkedIn. And as always, if you ever wanted to hear from us directly, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, Thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you next time.